Good morning, everyone. Come on in and find your seats. We have a very special morning this morning, full of Christmas carols. I'm lying through my teeth. Is everybody in the coffee shop? Good morning. Come on in. Have a seat. Sorry, I just ate a part of a bar and it's sticking to my teeth. So if it looks like I have black teeth, it might be. I'm stalling. <clears throat> I'm stalling. Good morning, Jessica. Come on in, have a seat. So, <clears throat> before we begin, we have a special gift for Dusty. So, Dusty, if you would come forward, please. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Come right on up here. Come up here. Hold my hand. Hold my hand. Ladies, could you come and join me at the, at the Christmas party? Us girls had so much fun. You can come on up or down, it doesn't matter. It's all good. <clears throat> okay, here we go. We're going to sing a special song for Dusty. You ready, Dusty? No, I'm not ready. Here we go. He's shaking in his boots. No, that's the wrong song. That is what Aaron said, too. It's the wrong song. Let's try this again. That's for next week, maybe, whoever is leading worship next week. It's Wham! Wham! Last Christmas. We worked really hard on this. Welcome, welcome to the vineyard. It's so lovely. So good. Especially the video. I'm, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Everybody can sing along. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. The very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give you to someone special. <laughs> Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. 
enough. Okay, that's enough. I don't know if I feel loved or hated. I'm not, I, there's like conflicting, conflicting emotions. I did not set myself up for anything. You just wait till we sing you happy birthday, Elena. <laughs> Good morning, welcome to Vineyard. If you have missed out, Dusty has been saying treacherous things about that song. He hasn't felt like it's been worthy. I just wanted to show that it truly is worthy, right? Sometimes we give our hearts to the wrong people. And really, we need to be giving our hearts to Jesus. That's right. Amen and amen. All right, let's pray. Thank you and welcome to Vineyard. We like to have a little bit of fun every now and then, especially on Friday nights. Right, girls? We played some bunco and I was the... And yes, I won this scarf. Okay, <clears throat> sorry. Now I'm really just squirrely. It's gonna be a fun morning. <laughs> so let's pray. Lord, we ask that you would guide us this morning. Bring our hearts to you. Lord, help our hearts to be prepared for you. Lord, as people ask, are we ready for Christmas, that we would say yes, we are so ready for you. Thank you, Lord, for Dusty. Thank you, Lord, that he lets us jab him. Thank you, Lord, for creating us with these quirky personalities and um, being able to use them for fun. And just a reminder, Lord, that as Christians, that we are, we are we're kind of fun sometimes. So I just pray, Lord, that uh, and bless this day. Ask, Lord, that you would bless this day and bless this time that our worship would be a blessing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Please feel free to have a stand, to have a, to stand up if you so desire.
practicing this song and I was thinking about what we were going to do this morning with the thing that we did before this. I was just thinking about how God created us all so unique and how he just loves, he loves our hearts. He loves that Michelle offered to give me 10 bucks to do that. (laughs) He loves that all the ladies were so excited about it. He loves that we did it. He loves that. He loves our hearts. We don't always have to be all serious and intense. We can be our goofy selves. God just loves us so much. This is who we are, sons and daughters. We're crying out for your living water. the perfect father this is who
Guys, if you just want to take a sec to just um, just pay attention to what the Holy Spirit's doing in your heart. Um, we just really sense that during this song that some of you um, may have been struggling with some blockages in your heart and those things that get in the way of us being able to just say yes to the Father. So if that's you, God, we just ask that you speak to those blockages right now. God, we ask that you just in all of your goodness and all of your love and pursuit for us, Jesus, that you would just come in and take those things away. Take away the things that are blocking our hearts from being able to see you and hear you. Take away the things that are keeping us from being able to sing fully before our Father. We had a picture of just kids just jumping on their Father's bed is just joy and saying yes to everything that he is. So God, we just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would just break through those things. Holy Spirit, just even now, that you would just begin that work to just break through those things, God, that keep us bound, that keep us being able to see your heart for us, God. Just come, Lord. Show us those things, God. It starts with identification. It starts with us seeing those things and putting them before your throne, God. So, God, I ask that you would just continue to just work here, God. Amen. 
also I find um, in my work that I do that oftentimes what gets in the way of our trust of God, our relationship with God, our relationship with each other is is um, unforgiveness and bitterness. So I think that this is an opportunity to um, allow God to mine that up, any unforgivenesses, any bitternesses that you want to release today, so that you can have that fullness of receiving his love because you are open.
want to encourage you if you struggle if you if you have something in your head that you recognize that is not something you've been able to forgive that God is going to walk you through that God has mercy for you God has mercy for you he will walk you to the place where you are ready he will bring you to the place where you are ready calls us to forgive and he will bring us to that place time and again and again
and fill us up with your presence all the other lives that are here. Fill your church. Fill your body. Come, Holy Spirit. Have your way this morning. Let us see you move. Let us see you move. Lord, clear the veil, clear the fog from our eyes. Let us see you. Let us see what you're doing in the spirit. Let us see what you want to do this morning. Let us sing you in praise. Oh, thank you for giving us a heart. that God wanted to breathe like a fresh um, air <laughs> on us, on his church, not just here in the vineyard, but also other churches in the community. And just had this picture when we were worshiping of, you know, the smoke that we had this summer and we've had for several summers where there's no wind and things get stagnant and it's hard to breathe. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for the wind that blows those <laughs> blows that pollution and that smoke out of here it's like a breath of fresh air you know when you see the blue sky and and i feel like maybe god this morning is just saying um you know some of you are kind of either content with where you're at or you're just used to hanging on to things the way they are and maybe there's you're used to breathing that smoky air but he has here this morning, and if you want it, have to reach out for it, and um, I'm just praying that he would touch all of us um, this morning in our week, week to come with his, uh, his Holy Spirit. So we got to pray over that. So Lord, yeah, I just pray that you would blow through us this morning, and that you would fall afresh on us, that you wake us up from our sleep, wake us up from our, our weariness used to breathing polluted air, <laughs> would you blow that air out of here, Lord, and um, give us a fresh start. Thank you for your, your hope. Thank you for the clear and blue skies that you provide for us when we're moving towards you. It's not about perfection, but it's about acknowledging that we need you and need your mercy and need your grace. So before Aaron prayed what he did, um, during the song, Kyrie Eleison, that we sang, um, God gave me Philippians 1.6, which totally goes along with what Aaron was just praying. It says, and I love this, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. 
And that scripture in Philippians promises us that God is not done with you. Like he's going to continue to work on you until you're with him. He's going to continue to breathe new air in us. He's going to continue to change us, to transform us, to make us more like him. As long as we're willing to be molded by him. And, and um, so that's just, you know, that's the encouragement this morning, I think, that the Holy Spirit's doing in all of us is that he wants to make us new. That when he mentions, uh, Paul references being a new creation in Christ Jesus. Like that the old has passed away and the new has come. The, the old man is dead. And he's made us new. And that we're holy in his sight because of Jesus. And owning that, owning that goodness so, Lord, we thank you for your presence this morning, for being with us, Lord. Jesus, you're just so good. And we give you praise and glory, Jesus. Amen. Uh, so, this morning has been kind of a roller coaster. There's been silly stuff and amazing stuff, and the Holy Spirit's been moving on us. And um, it's all amazing. And so I'm going to do a couple of quick announcements, um, and then I'm going to have you greet one another, and I'll get my stuff kind of set up up here. So uh, first and foremost, we're having a Christmas Eve candlelight service. We'd love for all of you to join us. I ordered candles. They're on their way. They'll be here before Christmas Eve, thank goodness. Um, and so we're going to have, like, actual candles. We're going to have to be careful if we're wearing paper masks like that distance thing with the candle. We don't want a Michael Jackson situation going on. No MJ. Um, so, yeah, we're going to just kind of do that. It's, it's going to be beautiful and amazing. I encourage you guys to come. Invite some friends or family. It's beautiful. Um, there won't be dusty preaching. We're just going to, we're going to read some scripture of the Christmas story. We're going to sing Christmas carols, have communion together to honor Jesus. Um, and it's just, I, I, it's one of my favorite things of the year. So just really encourage you guys to come to that. Um, and then uh, after church, if I could have 10 minutes of people's time, we are, um, you guys see these really ugly old fluorescent lights up there? And like, if I turn them on, you'll see only like part of them work here. I'm going to do it. See, it's like... And so, like, that's supposed to be a whole row. Yeah. It's not good. It, and it hasn't been for a while. We're fixing that this week. So those are going to get replaced. Um, as much as I love the 70s, happen to be from the 70s, um, those, not so much. They didn't age nearly as well as I did. So we're going to get rid of those. And we got some new lights coming in. Um, they're going to be beautiful, and so what I need from everyone is like 10 minutes of your time. We've got a bunch of plastic sheeting, and we're going to cover the Christmas ornaments, anything electronic. I've got a whole bunch more back there, and if you guys could give us like 10 minutes of your time, we're going to kind of cover stuff up because they're also like the 100 years, quite literally in some places, of dust that exists up there. They're going to take like a air pressure blower and blow all the dust off like we kind of need to do sometimes 
Um, all of the lights over here are going to get replaced with new LED lights, so they'll last a lot longer. If I turn those on, you'd see a similar situation to those. Only half of them work. And so we're going to, all of those things are going to get taken care of this week. And it'll be amazing and awesome, and I'm stoked about it. It's been a long time coming. Um, but I need help covering up everything. If a bunch of us do it, it'll take maybe 10 minutes. If it's just Dusty and Dave, it's going to take a lot longer. Um, so I would appreciate that. And then finally, my friend Elena had a birthday yesterday. And so we're going to sing to her, so that way Dusty's not the only one who's up here. Yeah? Hold on. Again? Lynette, too? Two birthdays? Okay. So when we, when we sing, we're going to sing Elena and Annette. So we're going to do both. We're going to say Elena and Annette. Okay. And I'm going to turn the mic off because anyone who's ever been here before, you know I sing really loudly and off-key because that's kind of my jam. So we're going to sing Happy Birthday on three. up. I don't even know why I turned the mic on. I don't need it. And please go and greet at least two people you don't know. I'm going to get set up here and we'll uh, jump into the message. Thank you.
All right, if I could have you guys please start wandering back to your seats. Although I love all the love and community we got going on, that's awesome. If I could have you wander back, I appreciate it. <clears throat> Ryan, you may have to solo the mains. Solo the mains. And then it'll come through the head the cans. Yeah. For anybody who happens to be watching online, I'm also the sound person many Sundays, not just the person who teaches. So um, welcome, you guys. Uh, uh, thank you again uh, for people this morning. I don't, I'm blessed slash traumatized. Um, <laughs> uh, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to quit. Um, so, <laughs> my friend Trey, thank you. <laughs> I asked for suggestions last week because my, I was running low on my, uh, creative juices on making fun of <laughs> Last Christmas by Wham. So I asked him some help. Trey answered the call. The, the, the wham signal went out, and I got some help. Uh, for those of you who aren't Trekkies, I'm sorry. <laughs> you should be. You should boldly go to where you understand this meme. Um, this morning, we're going to be talking about our series on the gift of risk and how the family of Jesus was risking everything. I mean, if you, if you think about the Christmas story, you know, we, we kind of sanitize it a little bit. Um, as you kind of get into it, Herod is literally hunting down Jewish babies and killing them to try to get to Jesus. It's not pretty. It's more of a Grimm's fairy tale in some aspects. Um, it's not just this, you know, beautiful, I mean, mangers, anybody here else worked on a farm? You know, mangers are not beautiful places. I've shoveled lots of manure in my life. It has a particular odor. I happen to like the odor because I grew up with it and it makes me nostalgic. Like the, the smell of hay mixed with manure is actually a beautiful smell to me. I know, it's, it's true. No, it's true. Like, I'm not, I'm literally not just saying that. It's, it's a real thing. I like, I like the smell of diesel takes me back to tractors. And like when I was a kid and sitting on, on my grandpa's, our tractor, our grandpa's tractor had these big metal, like, wheel cover things. And I would sit on the wheel cover and he would drive the tractor as we were going through the orchard. So whenever I smell diesel, I'm like transported back to my childhood again. Like, it's weird how smells like have these connections. So like manure, diesel, alfalfa, I, I love all those smells. They're beautiful to me. <laughs> and as I was thinking about this, I was like, you know, a lot of us might be a little bit like manure. Our diesel fuel, our alfalfa, our, we might have like these distinct things that some people might not find a very beautiful smell or be very attractive. But God does. Like, no matter how broken you are, no matter where you've been, even if you've been manure, 
in your life, he finds it beautiful. And he loves you. Now, he doesn't want you to stay there. He doesn't want you to continue to be that. He wants you, as we've been talking about all morning, being changed, being transformed, being renewed, being a new creation. But I think, like me, God's probably a little bit strange in some ways to some of us. We don't always understand his ways. It says his ways are higher than ours. His ways are sometimes unknowable. And God finds you amazing and incredible and beautiful and glorious and you're you carry with you the imagio day the the image of god you're you're an image bearer of god right where you're at today this moment now god loves you and he cares for you and he ready for this wants you he wants you right now here today in this moment just as you are in all your brokenness whatever damage you may have experienced in your life whatever trauma you may have walked through because of our broken sinful world god wants you now here today and he loves you and he cares for you and he is fighting for your healing he is fighting for your wholeness he is fighting for your restoration he wants you to be how he sees you in his head. And that is beautiful and glorious. And he looks at you and he says, you are my beloved in whom I am well pleased. I love you. I care for you. I want you. You're mine. He claims you. He lays claim to you. And he wants you. And why am I opening with this? We're talking about Joseph today. Joseph was faced with a choice. Under Jewish law, he could have, by rights, when Mary got pregnant, set her aside. Said, nope. You're pregnant. It wasn't by me. And we were engaged, so you're damaged goods. And by Jewish law, he could have just set her aside and been done with her. And nobody would have blinked. Matter of fact, they would have said that he was a righteous man. Scripture says that he's a man of integrity. And as a man of integrity, since she was pregnant and it wasn't by him, he could have just done away with her and found someone else. But between having a vision from God, being a man of integrity, listening to the Holy Spirit, he didn't do what he could have done by right. He chose Mary, just like God chose Mary. He chose Mary, even though she was pregnant, and it would have been a stigma on him when it was found that it wasn't his child. Joseph chose her in her brokenness. At least from the outside, right? She would have looked broken from the outside. Anybody who knew the story would know that this was a God thing, and it was the Holy Spirit. But from the outside, from their community, he would be marrying a woman who was bearing someone else's child. And in Jewish culture, that would have brought a lot of shame. And Joseph chose to do it anyway. I 
I want to start off with a prayer by Thomas Merton because I feel like it echoes what Joseph was likely feeling. It goes like this. My God, I have no idea where I'm going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end. Nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does, in fact, please you. And I hope I have that desire in all that I'm doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, will I trust you always, though I may seem lost and in the shadow of death. I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. It's a beautiful prayer. We don't always know where we're going. We don't always 100% know if we're on the right path. But if our heart as we were in prayer this morning, um, uh, before worship, we, we begin in prayer. Um, I felt like the Holy Spirit gave me this word, attentive. Being attentive towards God. Having our attention focused on God. Being inclined towards God. I had a picture, this, you know, God brought to mind this picture of Mary as she's sitting at Jesus' feet. And she just... She just wants to be with Jesus. She just, since Jesus is there in front of her, she wants to sit with him. She wants to be in his presence. And can we have that same attitude of attentiveness towards God where we're paying a, attention to him and our hearts are inclined towards him and to the best of our broken human ability, can we direct our hearts towards God and say, Lord, I want to do what it is you're calling me to do. I want to follow you to the best way I know how. Is it going to be perfect? No. Am I going to mess up? Yes. But if our heart, it says that God looks at our heart. If our heart is that we want to serve and love Jesus the best way we know how, God honors that. so even if you sometimes feel lost, if sometimes you feel lost, if sometimes you feel like you're living in the shadow of death, you don't have to fear because God is with you. And that's a promise from Scripture. God is with you. So Joseph, I feel like that, that's kind of where Joseph was. He's like, okay, God, we're going to do this thing. It's a little confusing. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but I'm trusting you. Matthew 1, 18 through 24. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ took place. His mother Mary had promised Joseph to be his wife. But while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Her fiancé, Joseph, was a righteous man, full of integrity. And he didn't want to disgrace her. But when he learned of her pregnancy, he secretly planned to break the engagement. While he was still debating with himself about what to do, he fell asleep. 
and he had a supernatural dream. An angel from the Lord appeared to him and said, Joseph, descendant of David, don't hesitate to take Mary into your home as your wife because the power of the Holy Spirit has conceived a child in her womb. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Savior, for he is destined to give his life to save his people from their sins. This happened to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through his prophet. Listen, a virgin will become pregnant, and she will give birth to a son, and he will be known as Emmanuel, which in Hebrew means God became one of us. When Joseph woke from his dream, he did all that the angel of the Lord instructed him to do. He took Mary to be his wife. So that's the scene. That's the story. That's where Joseph is at. I mean, it's so odd, right? I, I, you know, I put up here, he's probably had all kinds of questions, right? I can imagine if my wife came to me and said, hey, I'm pregnant. And I knew it wasn't me because we were engaged and we were, you know, not engaging in marital consummation. And so I would know it wasn't me. And she said, hey, I'm pregnant. I would have questions. Most people would have questions. Right? It's reasonable that he would have these questions. But God gives him this gift of a dream. And it still took a big leap of faith for Joseph to move forward with trust. I mean, I think, I think it would, right? Have you ever really felt like the Lord spoke something to you? Like God was directing you, he was guiding you, and you still wrestled with what it is he told you to do, right? I mean, that's not so strange. I know I've been there, you know, when I've, I felt like God was saying, okay, you, Dusty, you need to go do this. This is, this is what I'm calling you to do. And I'm like, well, God, I really, like, I really sense that this is you, but dang, this is tough. God, I don't know. It's kind of scary. Like, I'm a little afraid. Um, you know, what will other people think? What do I think? You know, um, am I, sh like, am I sure, sure? Like, am I, am I really sure this is you? I mean, it still, it still takes trust, even when God speaks to us. Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law. As I mentioned kind of in my opening, Jewish law was really clear about this. That if someone you were engaged to got pregnant by someone else, you set them aside. And that was what he intended to do before God, through an angel, spoke to him. So he steps into the scene of our Christmas story, just a few steps behind Mary, of the scene that God is doing. He has integrity. He's devout. But God asks him to do this thing. He asked him to walk through just the keeping of the law and look beyond that into trusting what God is saying to do. And for a man like Joseph, who was a strong, devout Jew, and the law is clear, 
if God speaks to him, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And so for Joseph, it took a big leap of trust to trust that that was really God who spoke to him. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. I think a lot of times we think about these heroes of scripture, right? Like that they started that way. You know, they're, uh, for any of you who are comic book fans, their origin story. What's the origin story of Joseph? Like, how did he come to be? You know, Batman, his parents got killed in an alley. And, you know, so he swore vengeance and became the Batman. Um, you know, like, what's the origin story here? How did it happen? You know, the Hulk, he got radiated by radiation. And so now he hulks out and, you know, don't make me angry. And, you know, all this kind of, you know, like there's all these different origin stories. Um, so folks in the Bible, they have origin stories too. I think of Paul on the road to Damascus. And Jesus shows up to him, knocks him on his tail, literally. Blinds him. And then shows up a few days later and speaks to him and calls him out. And asks him, why are you killing my people? You know, that was Paul's origin story. For Joseph, this angel appeared to him in a dream. I mean, he was just your normal Jewish guy engaged to a normal Jewish girl. They were just common, everyday Jewish people. Until the spotlight of God shone on them. And he called them out. And I would argue that this could happen to any one of us. At any point in your life, God could call on you. To be more than you are now here today. And show up. And say you. I want you. I'm calling you. To play a part in my kingdom. But see God also knew that Joseph would need a little bit of a boost. (laughs) Like I want you to do this thing Joseph. I know it goes against what you view as the law. And so that's probably going to be really hard for you. So I'm going to send you an angel. Like, I'm going to send you a heavenly messenger to make sure that you know that this is like, like, here's a little boost up. Here's a little confidence boost, you know. And, and they did the same thing with Mary, right? Gabriel showed up to Mary and said, hey, Mary, you're, you're chosen by God. Sometimes we just, we need that encouragement from the Holy Spirit. We need that encouragement from God to walk out what, what we know God's called us to do. So when Joseph woke up, it says that he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him. So risk is not in the thinking about it. It's not in the considering it or just how do I feel about it. Risk is evidenced by the doing of it, the stepping out and stepping in to what it is God's called you to do. That's it. Here's the will of God that set everything in motion. Joseph woke and he did. He did what God called him to do. He did what the angel spoke for him to do. And again, this was really a challenge for him. Because, I mean, it was going totally against his culture. And I feel like God still does this for us today as Christians as followers of Jesus. Sometimes our culture is telling us one thing and God is directing us in another and, and we're, we're, we're confusing sometimes to people who don't understand our faith. 
right? I mean, I've had these conversations with people. They're like, why, why are you doing this Christian thing? Why are you following Jesus? What's, why do you, you know, go to church on Sunday morning? Why do you pray? Why, why do you sing worship songs? I mean, because every once in a while I, in my office, I'll, I'll be playing worship music and kids will come in. Every once in a while, one of them recognizes it. And I'm like, oh, one of my people, you know. Um, but they, you know, people ask questions. And sometimes we're confusing. And sometimes we do stuff that really doesn't make sense, like putting other people before us. Like giving to people who can't do anything for us. Like serving when we don't have to. Like helping out when it's not necessary. Like all, you know, all of these things that are part of our Christian character that make us a little bit different from the rest of the world. About money and position and power not being the number one thing that we strive for. That really, they don't matter all that much. Not in the light of eternity. When Solomon says, all things will turn to dust. So my hottest, newest, coolest car Entropy will happen. Rust will occur. <laughs> and at some point, it will be dust. Oxidization is not something you can get away from. You can delay it, but eventually it's going to happen. But that which we do that is eternal is forever. And the kingdom of God is here, now, today. That's what Jesus preached. It's not in some far-off heavenly place that eventually we go to it intersects our world here today there's an overlap that occurs because jesus brought with him the kingdom and preached the kingdom and broke down some of the walls that existed prior and so the kingdom intersects us now here today and is available to us and god wants for us to move in and through and talk about and engage in his kingdom and with his Holy Spirit. And that's the doing. That's the listening to the Holy Spirit, the listening to the word of God and doing just like Joseph did. So my question, one of them to you this morning, is that where in your own life have you experienced a boost or maybe three, <laughs> for God to help you move forward in an area of obedience. Has anybody, I, I can raise my hand, I'll just raise my hand. Like, I know God has told me to do something. And I fight him. Like, God, I, I'm busy, I'm tired, I don't feel like it, um, I'd rather play my Xbox, um, you know, whatever. Like, you know, like God's, you know, calling us to do something, and we just, we fight him. I mean, sometimes, <laughs> I'll be honest, sometimes I feel like, a, like my son when he was like in early elementary school, and I'm like, Cormac, so God's speaking to me, Cormac, why, I've asked you so many times to pick up your room, and I know I'm not always a good example, <laughs> but I've asked you to do it, why, why don't you just do the thing? <laughs> Like, is it, is it really so hard to get your underwears from off the floor and into your drawer? Like, is that really so difficult? And do I actually have to ask you ten times for that to happen? And how many times is that us 
and God. God's like, Dusty, why, why do you, as Paul says, keep doing that thing that you know you should not do? Why, why do you keep doing the thing? You know the thing's not good for you, the thing's not good for other people, whatever that thing might happen to be in your particular circumstance. Like, why do we keep doing the thing when we know God has told us that it's not good for us or anybody else? And yet, because of our broken nature, we have a hard time being obedient to God. Like, God, I just, I feel so much better if I'm angry at them. Or God, I feel so much better if I could get some form of vengeance on the guy who, I'm going to, woo, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do confession here. I had a really hard day a couple weeks ago. Um, I was with somebody for a big chunk of the day that was struggling. I was mentally, emotionally, I was drained. I was just, I didn't have anything left in my tank. And I was driving up some of you in my truck, and uh, an ambulance was coming. And there was this, this car that would not get over, and like the ambulance is like laying on its horn, it's got its sirens, it's doing that uh, uh, thing, you know, and they would not move over. And like I gave them all kinds of room to move in front of me, and they wouldn't do it. And I looked over, and it was these young guys. I was a young guy. I know how stupid they are, because I was one. And I like started laying on my horn, and then I started creeping up on them with my big truck, and I was rolled down my window. I didn't cuss at them. But I did start yelling at him. And I was like that beat-faced red mad, which most people who know me don't know. I don't really get angry, really. And I was screaming. And as you all heard this morning, I can get pretty loud. And I, <laughs> I was screaming at him. I was like, I don't even remember what I said. I think it was something like, they're not going for donuts. Get your tail, not the word I used, over. You know, I was yelling at these guys. And, and like the kids started being like motioning sarcastically at me. And so, of course, then I said, oh, well, I'm sorry to have bothered you, good sir. Go on with it. No! I got more mad. And I yelled louder, and I started creeping my truck up closer. And I was thinking, you know, I could probably just push them over so the ambulance could get by. Because my truck's way bigger than them. I can just throw it in four-wheel drive. I got a big grill. I'll move their little Subaru over so the ambulance can get by. Sunday morning confession. <laughs> it says that if we confess our sins before God, he is faithful and just to forgive us. So Lord, I, you know, that's where I was. And I know that was not me sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with anybody. And if they ever saw my truck again, <laughs> which is, you know, and I was like, you know, if they ever showed up here on a Sunday morning and saw me parked outside, my witness would probably not be real solid. <laughs> the good news <laughs> would not be coming from me. But I say all of that to say, like the prayer at the beginning. We, I, you know, I feel like if you're here and you're wanting to serve God, and your heart is inclined toward the Lord, and, and you're doing all you can to have the character of Jesus inside of you, sometimes you're going to fail. And sometimes you're going to be like Dusty, and you're going to lose it. 
and your witness is going to not be so pretty. Maybe it's on Facebook as you're arguing with somebody. Maybe it's a friend who just drove you crazy or a coworker who ate your lunch, whatever it might be. And I'm really not an angry person, but you all know like when you're in that place where you're just, you're, your tank is empty and like somebody sneezing is going to get on your last nerve. We have to confess. We have to bring it before God. We have to choose to be different. And believe as I believe that God forgives us. And that he has, as we sang this morning, mercy and grace for us. The forgiving God forgiving us. Isaiah 41.10, I'm going to end with this, says this. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's a promise from the Lord to us. He's not going to remove every obstacle from our life. He's not going to fix everything for us. But he will strengthen us to endure. He will uphold us with his right hand. We don't have to be in fear. We don't have to be dismayed. You are never going through something alone. God is with you. He's with you. Just like he was with Joseph. Joseph had to be so confused. He had to feel all kinds of shame. Because his fiance was pregnant, and in their culture, you didn't do that. I imagine it would be something like that happening in the 1920s in the United States. You know, like, you know, people did things, and like they set people aside, or they kept it under the rug, or they. I'm going to tell a quick little family story, and it's trans. It's people know, so it's okay. Um, my mom found out at 73 that she had a full sister that she never knew. My grandma and my grandpa went to the grave with the secret that I had an aunt that they gave away at birth. My mom didn't, Kim, my sister, I got her, you know, she's like, hey, I would love to do the genetic test thing. I was like, cool, I'll get you one for Christmas. Guess what? Someone reaches out. <laughs> uh, we have like 50% of the same markers and my mom found out she had a full sister and I imagine knowing my grandma I was the first grandchild and I was super close to my grandma um, but knowing her I imagine she felt some kind of shame and so they never mentioned it our, like my mom's whole life took it to her with the grave and Joseph, because, you know, cultural stigma, right? The stigma of the culture. I imagine Joseph was facing something really similar to what my grandparents faced. That shame. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand.
That's a promise from God that he's with us. Um, Shauna, would you guys mind coming up? Um, would you go through Kyrie one more time? Um, here's what we're going to do. Um, uh, we're going to sing one last song. And um, could I get a couple of folks who would be willing to pray with, with people kind of over in the, in the West Sanctuary here? Um, if you, you know, or if there's someone nearby you that you want to just grab them and say, hey, would you pray for me? Totally legit. Um, if you have struggled with fear, dismay, um, shame, um, all of the things Joseph had to fight through to do God's will, to be with Mary, to fulfill what it is God called him to do. If you've wrestled with any of this stuff, I would love for you to um, engage with the song. The lyrics are, are directly connected to, to that um, and to confession and, and accepting God's mercy. And if you're willing, I've got some friends over here who would be willing to pray for you. Get some prayer. If you need prayer also um, for healing this morning, um, we were talking about before service, we feel like um, the Lord is really wanting to touch some people who you're struggling with something physically. Um, and I'm not picking anybody out, so don't look at me. <laughs> but if you're struggling with something where you need God to touch you for healing, whatever that might be, in whatever circumstance, um, we would love to pray for you this morning. We really um, just have a sense that the Lord um, wants to move in that way to, to help some folks. So I'm going to say a quick prayer. We're going to go into this worship song. Um, we'll be dismissed after this. We'll just kind of, you guys can filter out when you're done meeting the Lord. Um, but I encourage you, get some prayer this morning if you need it, please. So Lord Jesus, May we be like Joseph. Lord, where we can have the courage to risk, where we can set aside our own um, things that make us get stuck. Of like, you, God, you only do things this way. And Lord, could you help break us out of that and take risks and seek you and follow you, Lord God. Lord, and that we don't have to have fear we don't have to have shame. We don't have to be dismayed that, Lord, you're with us. And you're with us always, even to the very end. So, Jesus, change us, transform us, heal us, make us new, Lord God. Lord, I thank you for your Holy Spirit and how you've been with us this morning. So, Lord, let's keep going. Lord, we want you. We want you, Jesus. We want you in our lives, Lord. Change us, Jesus. Amen.
Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the life that you lived here on earth, bearing forgiveness, giving forgiveness, giving second chances. Thank you, Lord, for your living water. Thank you, Lord, for your and daughters of the Most High King. You. 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 Sons and daughters of the Most High King. You. 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 You are sons and daughters of the Most High King. You. He has great gifts for you. Each. I want you to look up at my eyes right now. I want you to look at my eyes right now. I want you to look at my eyes right now. You, each and every one of you, are forgiven. You are forgiven. That stuff that you feel like is unforgivable, you are forgiven. You are forgiven. God wants you to walk in that. God wants you to walk in that. God wants you to believe that so deeply within yourself that it impacts what you do and what you choose, what you say, what you believe, how you treat others, how you treat yourself. Take a stand on his rock the rock of his truth. Take a stand on his love. 
to be excused as you're ready. Please go quietly and be respectful of the people who are being prayed for or who are still sitting. 